0: Hey Brady,
1: what's up, Cat?
0: So I don't know about you, but I think the listeners deserve to uh, deserve to hear some of our groundwork. Some one of the oh, first God. episodes that we ever made.
1: Oh Lord, I'm scared. What are you What are you trying to say?
0: Nothing. I just think it's a treat because, like, because this week is like, <laughs> what is it? Like, it marks our like sixth week. Like, staying on track?
1: We've released five episodes.
0: So yeah, our sixth week. (laughs) Such a milestone. Yeah, such a milestone. Um, Yeah, we're totally not just unprepared this week. Um,
1: (laughs) Uh, Sometimes life just hits you in the face and you gotta roll with it.
0: Yeah, so basically what ended up happening this week is like, life ended up happening. Uh, I ran out of Adderall this week, and I hadn't been able to like actually get it uh, recently, so like, I wasn't really able to, to sit down and record.
1: The good yeah. news <laughs> for all of you, thanks to this, is that Kat and I, really when we came up with this idea of making a podcast, we thought, hold on, one... We've only ever recorded each recorded talking to each other once. And two that was I've never recorded at all I mean, I've never um edited anything at all. So what we decided to do was um really kind of get into each other's backstory.
0: And mainly it was just about anime. Like that was the first few minutes, but like you know, we, we just kind of go on, and we really we kind of really realize that we are pretty good at chirping off of each other. Well, we realized it beforehand, but, like, this kind of solidified it, and we've been doing this for, like, five weeks now, and this is the first time messing up, so
1: for me, we that's a really up.
0: good milestone.
1: <laughs> we haven't messed up, because we're still gonna have a full episode. And I mean, It's still going to be what we initially called our test episode or the trailer or whatever you want to label it as. But really, and I started thinking about this more after re-listening to it last night, which was, after what you did to me, and yes, I mean (laughs) what you have done to me, and the pain (laughs) I went through re-listening to it, and then all... Of the week. I had to look myself in a mirror. And say. I rated. Aromanga sensei. A 9 out of 10. I had to look that. I had to face that fact. Not only that. I had to defend it. So. When I went back and listened. To this first episode. It made me realize. You know. I'm just a human being. And sometimes you're allowed to make poor decisions, and you just grow off them. And really, that's what this is.
0: <laughs> I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I've made some bad mistakes. I've made some poor choices in my life. Um, I I, I can I can I can accept that. <laughs> and uh, I I encourage your growth also uh just make my sure growth. that like
1: just my growth
0: uh, no I I encourage my own growth I encourage the growth of all of our listeners uh especially one who uh who rated uh a, another anime at a, a a much higher a much higher uh rating than is ever necessary unironically uh But, you know, you know, (laughs) Uh, I'm not calling any
1: names. (sighs) Well, to give you a little um, sneak peek into the future and a a little bit of a thank you for kind of listening to this episode and your future understanding of this is not going to become a a normal thing. We will get more than five episodes before something like this happens again. cat. I'm looking yeah. at you and, um, but <laughs> in, in all reality, we did get our very first request and I took a little bit of extra time, uh, this weekend. So we didn't record this weekend to do some proper research into it. And that kind of led us into this whole, well, we're kind of where we're at now. So I want to thank yeah. that person, you know, who you are, you'll get your full, and Flushed Out shout out next week for our very first recommendation. And I hope I do you proud because now I have a little bit extra time to get the recording and uh, do a little bit more research. And rather than it just being a, I don't know, a a little bit of a shorter episode, kind of going over some bullet points, we're going to get a little bit more into it. Just as a, a thank you to you personally, and then a kind of a, hey, Just so you know, we're not just hanging around doing nothing for a week. We're making progress. And we have a list of a bunch of episodes we want to do. Kat, you have a couple very interesting ones that um, are not video games and are not uh, anime. So we're going to be looking forward to those. And then I have one that um, is going to start ramping up here even more so in the uh, next coming weeks, if you're a um, particular fan of things going on in the U S and how things have changed. And um, it is not political by any means. It's something different, but Uh, we're really kind of, um, we're trying to kind of open and broaden our, our uh, talking points. So again, as always, any recommendations, um, whether it be, anime related video game related uh sports related or just i don't know life related give us uh give us them let us know what they are and uh one of us will step up to the plate and see what we can do but yeah
0: yeah well after after brady does the request there are just to just to kind of shoot this in because i want to i want to Build up a promo for this because this is the the next episode that I am going to be doing. Uh, oh, Brady yeah, is probably going to be Brady's probably going to be like laughing a lot more. I'm probably going to be in the abyss. Uh, it's it's I'm going to be talking about my least favorite anime of all time, and-, and I haven't
1: watched it yet. So with this again, thank you all for sticking with us. We are so close to hitting just a hundred listens, which is something that honestly I didn't think and to get that before we even get um really six episodes, 10 episodes. I mean that that in itself is just kind of um an uplifting thing. So thank all of y'all. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for putting on if our rambling for this first ten minutes, so it looks like we gave a little bit more effort than um we really did. But than we expected. <laughs> hey, I did go back and re-edit this and uh, put it in because I have gotten a lot better. The first time I listened to it was kind of, hey, you know what, I actually hear a couple things I didn't like. So, hey. But, again, thank you all. We mm-hmm. will not make this a habit. And, um, again, recommendations are always appreciated. And, um, Kat, I just want you to know, I am starting to come up and I have an idea forming and a plan forming for my revenge. You don't know when, and you don't know where, but it will happen. And when it does, you do
0: realize it'll be wonderful. You do realize that by telling me this, I am going to prepare also.
1: You can do whatever you want, but you have no idea what I have in mind. It's not even necessarily anime related. So thank you all. Enjoy this uh, little bit of sneak peek into our lives as Kat and I really just kind of started to bounce things off each other for one of the first times and really got to know each other. And um, hopefully, you get yeah. to know a little bit more about us as well.
0: Just to let you guys know, uh, I'm not sure if I and if I added our Twitter into the uh, our Twitter and our email into the uh, into the actual episode. So our email is the Let Me Explain Anime Pod. At gmail.com. That is letmeexplainanime pod at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at explainpod. At explain podcast, excuse me. So that is at explain on Twitter. And you can just hit us up on Discord if you see us. Uh Brady is Brady Fins, I'm Kat Zodiac. Uh, but yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Uh, it's always weird starting a new uh starting a new podcast but i'm cat zodiac cat for short
1: i am brady i will always be brady and it will never change
0: (laughs) um and today we of course we're starting a new podcast and it is called let me explain so basically every week we just pick a topic and one of us will research it and then we talk about what we've researched and just kinda at the end we give our unwarranted opinion.
1: Pretty much. And for this week, it's just gonna pretty much be about how we're nerds, geeks, dorks, kinda however you want to put it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So so I guess we can start off with like how I started getting into I guess geek culture in the first place. So uh, for me, uh, it was probably when I was in like, probably at, at, at being in middle school because I was a band kid in a small town and band kids don't exactly like, they don't exactly have lives. So for me, it was just like, what am I going to do? Like, I need something to do to, to waste time. So I just started like looking at, into into geeky stuff and ended up stumbling across gaming uh and wasted my middle school life on gaming rather than like rather than anything else
1: i feel like that's one thing that current band kids don't have now is you don't have that push to the side kind of geekiness aspect band kids at least where i went were the most popular kids at school
0: oh oh don't get me wrong uh the reason why I say that my that my like band kids at my school were uh, were kind of ostracized was because I went to a small town school and I live in a place where football is the is the thing. So like if you weren't on the football team or you weren't on the baseball team, because baseball was huge too. If you weren't on the football team or the baseball team, you weren't in the in crowd. If you were in the band, you were ostracized by like by standard. And you had to earn your place in the in-crowd or earn your place into any crowd, period.
1: <laughs> All right, well, like, fair enough.
0: It was like it sucked. Because like the first year when I was in middle school, it was like I I just started band and I had like two friends and one of them hated me, but we kind of got over that. And then we started playing games together, and it was so fun. And But, like, I was picked on wherever I went because I either had a, like, <laughs> a, like, 15-pound saxophone hanging off my back or hanging off my shoulder, or I was, like, talking about, oh, hey, you want to go play Halo later today?
1: like it was dumb
0: like i i, I hated it
1: <laughs> there is nothing wrong with those two things
0: yeah there's nothing wrong with it but like in my town we basically lived in the in the late nineteen nineteen nineties. 1990s so it was like if you did not like play a sport or contribute to society i say in air quotes uh I say it air quotes, like it's like people can see the quotes. Um, if you weren't in that, like people hated you for no reason, and people already hated me for no reason because because uh, I was already weird. Uh, <laughs> but then, uh, just going through that, uh, then in eighth grade, I actually became kind of popular because I was good at playing saxophone. And it was also because I was I was helping out the show choir. So and nobody thought I could sing. And then like they realized I could sing. And it was like, oh, you can sing now. And honestly, I wish I would have like honestly wish I would have like kept on going to kept on going to the regular high school because I ended up going to the nerd high school. It was it's a three plus two so like three years three years of high school two years of college and i went there because i wanted to save money not realizing that it was just going to be high school it was just going to be regular high school with extra drama like like even with like regular high school even with the band i would have had a group i didn't have a group because you didn't have any extracurriculars at that school. So it was basically me just trying to find something, and that's how I ended up like getting into anime. Well, getting back into anime. Uh getting into anime where I knew it was anime, let's put it that way. Just getting into anime, getting into band again, percussion this time instead of saxophone, and just like trying to find some something where I felt like I I could belong. And that's That ended up bringing me to, like... It ended up making me a really, really kind of fucked up person. (laughs) No, I embrace the fucked up part of me, but, like...
1: (laughs) At the time, it wasn't as much fun, I guess.
0: Yeah, because, like, when when you're fucked up now as an adult, like, you can own up to it. Like, if you're fucked up and... In Walmart or Walgreens or CVS or something like that, and people look at you side-eyed, you can, and you're with a group, or even if you're by yourself, like doing a vlog or something, like you can blow that off. Like you can turn that into a joke. You can just like roll that into something. And like it's, it's what like makes my confidence like so like out of the box. Like I'm like legit, I am extremely confident (laughs) for no reason before I was not this confident like I was like I kind of I kind of fell into the narrative of if you have some type of if you look weird or sound weird or act weird you automatically are weird and you can't like live live out that so yeah (laughs) I ended up getting into into geekdom basically be a bit, by being an outcast and ended up creating uh, an insane amount of confidence from it. So
1: Confidence helps you do anything, helps you get anywhere and do whatever you want. So in all reality, it's one of those things that's overall net gain. If <laughs> you even want to call yeah. it a downside to begin with, which I guess that's the question. Is it still, even in current day? Uh, look down upon to be any kind of like nerd or geek at this point. I feel like that culture has just kind of been a lot more accepted recently, and it's like, oh, you're a nerd, you're a geek, eh, cool, you do you. Well, here's the thing.
0: So, so it's a lot more accepted now than it was before. So, in my experience, and you can share your, in you can share your experience with like how this is affecting you. Uh, but like in my experience my my whole thing is like it's it's accepted to a certain point like it like with anime for example like it's ex, it's accepted at dragon ball z and naruto and bleach and my hero academia attack on titan like the netflix animes like half the netflix animes actually that type of level that's accepted but when you're into like the seasonal crunchy roll and funimation uh high dive that type of level it it kind of gets looked down a little bit like when you start getting into like getting figures and cosplaying people look at you weird well some people anyway some people are just like yo that's cool as shit like they they embrace it they accept it and sometimes they'll follow your lead uh but that's just my but that's just me. What about you?
1: Yeah, same thing can be done with whole, the whole comic book scene, too. I mean, you enjoy your Superman, your Batman, uh, just kind of the Marvel universe and DC universe. But as soon as you get into the comic book side of it, you kind of pass that threshold of, huh, maybe this person likes it a little too much. And you get into those same pre as you do with the anime community. Um, personally, my side of it is I, until recently, I haven't been super outspoken or talked about it. I've done things where I've had, uh, I've been, I used to watch it in college, walking around, uh, waiting for classes. And there'd be that occasional person that go by and go, Oh, cool. What are you watching? Blah, blah, blah. And I start talking about it. Like, Oh, I thought it was just like Naruto or something. And you get those comments. But other than that, I haven't been super outspoken against it. And I've really only started being this watch all the seasonals, get kind of in-depth and look more into things within the past, I don't know, five, six years. So it's still new to me. I'm kind of seeing, I came into it, uh, luckily, around the time it started becoming popular or more accepted.
0: With that, there's the question of, do you think that, because it's becoming more mainstream, do you think that it's being watered down? Because, like, especially with, like, uh, with things like the death, like death Note and then the Death Note movie, the Netflix live-action movie that came out, like... It's kind of, be. it's becoming more mainstream, but still is kind of like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because, I mean, we can look at the Death Note movie and say, hey, like, <laughs> that's an issue. But is that everything?
1: No, it's definitely not everything. I mean, you look at any form of media and it's just, it's oversaturated with the same gimmick every single time. And it's starting to come that way. And I mean, the more it goes mainstream and the more it gets out there uh, with, I mean, with the inclusion of these webtoons and everything that Crunchyroll is doing, it's just going to add to the uh, tropes that we currently have and so on and so forth. I mean, everything's watered down at this point. It's just about it's what's catching up and what's going to be next. And you still and it just makes it more work for the people that enjoy it to where you have to shift through some of the all right, this is fine, this is okay, this is what it is and move on to uh, the next uh, better um, thing to where you can find like, it. Like
0: so just to get into like more more centralized versions of Geekdom as a whole, it's like well for anime sake anyway it's looking at seasonals and and having those guys sift through like the same generic like uh the same generic isekai over and over again like uh what's it called <sighs> in another world with my smartphone and uh master of ragnarok and blesser of Einhar like the same the same anime over and over and over again with a bland bitch protagonist and like eight or like not even eight like 5 to 12 different uh different waifu bait that isn't really waifu bait cuz they don't have any character whatsoever like it's the same thing like they're they're sifting through that and then in, in a way it's almost like it's almost like they're trying to help the mainstream population so that they're not having to sift through that themselves. Because when you get into it, it's like... Like, when you get into it heavily, it's, like, really, really interesting. Because you've got the heavy fan base that's inside... That's inside of the sifting phase. And then they just kind of, like, throw uh, animes up into the air sometimes that are actually really good like uh that time i got reincarnated as a slime even though it's an isekai it's one of the best uh one of the best animes to come out to date then sometimes you get a then sometimes you get one of those animes that's kind of like it looks good at first and then when you look at it critically it's kind of bad like uh uh what's it called rising of the shield hero it it starts It looks really good the first time you look at it, and then the second time you're just like, ha-ha, this is, this is, like, really, really, uh, this is early stage America right here. Like, there's, there's a lot of slavery. Like, 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 (laughs) like.
1: I shouldn't be laughing at that, but that is a terrible way of putting it. I mean it's accurate, but it's a terrible way of putting it. You
0: cannot tell me that if you look if you take some of the principles of of Rising of the Shield hero and put it next to uh uh what's it what's it called? Uh uh that movie that was taken off of uh of HBO. Uh What's I I can't remember it. What is it? It was from the like the 1930s. It was about like the dude riding with the Klan and like, oh, what was it?
1: <sighs> Basically, uh, <laughs> I I see where you're coming from. It just never kicked into me that that is an actual um, comparison that can't be made. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that that, that hits up that hits a little bit closer to home than literally a little bit closer to home than I think I expected it to.
0: Yeah. It it's real. Uh, <laughs> and honestly with that I love that like just that right there like that exchange is why I love geekdom so much. Like I love to be able uh. to make these weird comparisons between uh between things that normally wouldn't even be, uh, wouldn't be, ex- like, compared, be- because one of them is, one of them isn't, like, isn't huge. Uh, what is the name of it? I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, but, like, Rising of the Shield Hero wouldn't be, wouldn't be as known as the movie that I'm talking about. Can't remember the name of the movie, if I could. uh this is gonna bug me for the rest of the podcast, I swear. But like but the thing is, like being able to compare these things is honestly really interesting to me. Because if I don't because if I didn't have this ability to compare these two movies, this these two mediums, I guess, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as fun to me. Like it Like, there'd be fun, but it wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't be able to, to like, make people sit up at night and think about, oh, my God, he's right. (laughs) Like, I love being able to do that. Back
1: to the cup and spoon. Oh. And for anyone that cares to know the cup and spoon, just look up the definition of a cup and look up the definition of a spoon. It's become my new analogy for anything that's weird and crazy in this world that you'd never compare. Exactly. Oh, it makes me so happy, so so happy, and even going outside of the the Ysikai thing and the, everything's the same thing and it's just reused all the time. Even going into kind of the gaming side of it, if you look at anything that EA is making nowadays, it's the same as it's been the last five years. Granted, that's because they do a lot of sports stuff, but they just know that hey. If we put it out, we put some new names in it, it's going to sell. And it's really a shame on these communities that really enjoy these things, but it just never improves. It's just changing names. I can go in there and manually change names if I wanted to and change stats. I don't need to buy $60 worth of a game for them to do that for me. I mean, it even goes down to Call of Duty at this point. I mean this is my opinion ever since modern warfare 2 came out i love that game i put days and days and days of hours in that game maybe even weeks or months i played it way too much but um after that and granted until this most recent one it's just been kind of shit it's not been fun i don't need this whole futuristic i can boost run on wall stuff but i mean that's just them trying to be, I guess, more Halo, more not Call of Duty. But I mean, granted, happy this new one's as good as it is. But good night for a solid six, seven years. They're just making terrible games. Yeah, it was a shame. I,
0: I feel that. Like, um, so here's, so with, in my opinion, I think this is my opinion is more like, uh, it's more where I got into it because. I I started with Modern Warfare three, and I really loved the game. And it had some like newer. It had some newer uh, features in it, but it wasn't like completely like Advanced Warfare and Ghosts and Black Ops three and everything. Yeah. Like I. I started with that, and I I put hours into that game. And then I got into uh, Black Ops 2, and I was, I was, it was fun-ish, but, like, there was so much more, like, I, like, I, like, me and the friends that I got on, um, on Modern Warfare 3, we just made games out of nowhere, like, you remember Terminal? Yeah, so, like.
1: <laughs> Which was a Modern Warfare 2 map to begin with, just by the way.
0: Yeah, I know, but like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so but just so you know, you pointed out a map that came from the best Call of Duty made.
0: <laughs> look, don't come at me like this. <laughs> but like, me and my friends would go and take, uh, to get, would come together, make a private map, make a private match, and we'd play search and destroy. One person would be on one team and everybody else would be on the other team. And you'd have one sniper on top of the gas tank. And everybody else would have to run, Uh, like every, everybody else wouldn't have any weapons except for the knife. But everybody started on one half of the map and they'd have to run through this course that ran through, uh that ran through, The behind the store, and then by beside the uh, the thing going towards the gallery on the other side, and then go through the plane, run down through the plane, either back, either from the back or from the side. In the side, it would probably be death. But go through the back of the side, and then run around through through the actual terminal, and then you have to kill the sniper for your team to win, but the sniper would have to kill everybody else. Like, it was games like... It's like like
1: there's new death runs. Yeah. You, You created one of the first death runs in that game.
0: Exactly. It was so... Like, that was... Those were some of the best days. Like, it wasn't just like getting prestige, whatever. It wasn't just like putting so many hours in the game where you could have prestige eighty I mean uh. prestige twenty and level eighty in MW3. Like it was just like, yo, let's play uh <laughs> let's play the Death Run and we do it for like hours. And it was so fun. Or we or with Black Ops 2 would just go with uh zombies and
1: Oh god, I don't wanna talk about zombies. And so, I'll, I'll go through my I'll go through my zombie experience in a minute. You continue yours. Yeah.
0: Um like that was when I got a designated clan. Uh like that was when I was what was the clan's name? It was LDR, Lived I Repeat. Uh it was We Sucked.
1: A terrible movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We sucked (laughs) badly. (laughs) And it was... But we just had fun all the time. And, like, we ended up playing zombies, like, in in, in Black Ops 2, like, probably, I think we logged, like, 200, at least 200 hours in that game just together. Like, yeah, it was, like, we... I remember skipping so many homework sessions just to play just to play zombies. But like it was one of those things that I genuinely loved to do. But yeah, now everybody's either like everybody either has jobs or is in college or uh, yeah. just you know, being a recluse. The, so,
1: the wonderful world of being an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so the reason I kind of scoff at zombies is, uh, so Modern Warfare Two is not my first Call of Duty. My very first one was actually the, the last of the series of the um I think it was the Frontline on the PlayStation Two. We used to play that, and I I was terrible at that game. And I remember there was one. Uh, there was one mission where the point of the mission was to kill you and you re- and you like responded to another person and you had to complete the mission that way well as a little kid i didn't think that that was the point so i sat there and i used up all the ammo i ever had i never left where i was sitting and i just kept living <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like and that took me forever and after that, it came down to, we got a PlayStation 3 in our house. Uh, I was having a sleepover of a whole bunch of my friends. So I was talking to my dad. I was like, oh, we just got this new system. What would be a fun game for us all to play on it? And he, go, and him and I go to Best Buy and we uh, look at um, World at War. Oh. The most gory, bloodiest, but yet most fun Call of Duty ever. And, and. In terms of just what you can do. yeah. And we played that. And as. wow, How old was I? Probably 10, 11, 12, something in that range.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It was so much fun. And then in the middle of the night, we learned about zombies. Oh, no. And let me tell you. As a bunch of kids just having a sleepover, staying up all night, drinking sodas, eating chips, hanging out. And then one of our friends goes, huh, what's this mode called? Zombies. And we go, I don't know. And we all log in to play it. And I think it, this was when it was, um, I think it was only split screen at the time. So it was just two people. Yeah. And I was one of the first ones to get it. I was one of the first ones to play it. And it was like, We come into this and it goes all dark and it gets the cutscene, and I'm immediately, I'm not a fan of anything horror. Still I'm not. And it was just one of those, huh, this is a mistake. I shouldn't (laughs) be doing this, but all of my friends are around. I can't chicken out. (laughs) So we played this and I, I, I was done after I we got to like round five before we re- figured out what was kind of going on. And I died. I put the controller down. I gave it to someone else. I was done for the night. Oh. Uh, a year later, we bought the game and my best friend and my brother started playing and they figured out they loved zombies. And I still wasn't a fan. But whenever those two are down here playing, it was one of those. Hey, come join us. Oh, Fine, y'all can do your thing. I'm going to sit in a corner and just don't let them come near me. <laughs> I just prefer to go on multiplayer, run around with a sniper or an MP5, uh, well, and Modern Warfare 2 MP5, but run around <laughs> with my sniper, my car, my Springfield, and uh, World at War, and just kind of play around and have fun. Pistols are always my favorite getting gold pistols for the first time and uh modern warfare 2 man that was such an accomplishment and i look back on it now and it was one of those things that that's why i love that game is you had so many um challenges and objectives to do Mm -hmm. that it just encouraged you to play more it's like oh one more game i'm i'm like four more games away from getting this new skin and this attachment then i can go from there and I don't know the way that game was set up is still I think the best in terms of creating challenges to people that are completionists to want to just play it more and more and more and more.
0: Exactly. Like um, for me with that uh, Modern Warfare Three was. See, I didn't really, I didn't really have that. I didn't really have much of a love for Modern Warfare 3, I mean, Modern Warfare 2, like you did, uh, I because it felt slower to me. But, like, Black Ops 2 felt too fast, in a way. Like, it... Hmm. Like, because of the technology and everything that was going on in it, it just felt too fast, and, like, everybody was a little bit too... Everybody was a little bit too beefy. I mean, too... Not beefy. Everybody was a little bit too, like, weak in the game. And then, in Modern Warfare 2... Modern Warfare 2, it was more, everybody is a little bit too beefy in the game. Like, it takes, it takes like two or three more bullets to kill somebody. And it was, it was a struggle for me to get used to it. Uh, But in Modern Warfare 3, I, I love that. Like, uh, I'm trying to remember my favorite gun in the game. Because, like, if you played Modern Warfare 3, you know that the that the best gun in the game was the ACR. Like the ACR was top tier. And then there was like the like once you had the ACR or the AK forty seven or uh crap, I forgot what uh it was another one. It was a it was a it was an SMG. Basically if you had ACR and uh and the dual primary with the uh with the AK47 you were pretty much set Thank
1: god the overkill kids
0: yeah that was that i
1: (laughs) that's what my dad and i used to call them they were the overkill kids because we enjoyed just running out of a pistol every now and then and we'd see someone use up and then just pull out this massive second gun. like oh no it's one of them
0: yeah uh (laughs) i tried so the thing was like when i started playing when I started playing model Warfare three to, to like prestige and get gold guns and things like that, uh, I ended up getting, I ended up starting with the ACR. Like I ended up unlocking the ACR and having that as my first gun. As soon as I was la- I was able to create a class. And then I ended up playing, uh, I ended up using overkill with the UMP 45, uh, but I changed that later to the MP4, the machine pistol. And yeah. I.
1: The machine. The, oh, MP- the, M- the MP9, sorry. Yeah,
0: MP9, not MP4. Yeah. I ended up playing with the MP9, and that was the first gun that I got gold. It was because I was. Because I started playing, and I would use up my ACR, and I had the tendency to either. I had the tendency to reload every single time I shot some, every single time I killed somebody. And then if I reloaded too quickly and there was another person around the corner, I'd have to switch guns. So I ended up pulling up, I ended up pulling out the MP nine and killing like three people and then going back to the ACR, (laughs) reloading it. And I ended up getting the MP four gold before the, before the ACR. And I was like, yo, what the hell?
1: I think my, I'm looking at the, so I'm looking at the gun list, and I forgot that this was the game where you had the striker, the shotgun that you could just run around the map and never have to reload. And I think it was the perfect map for it was Dome, because every corner was just ever so slightly close enough to where you could just sit there from any distance and destroy people. It was the modern... It's equivalent to the modern uh, seven two five in modern warfare now. Yeah. Which is just stupid overpowered. And still is even after being nerfed.
0: Yeah, it uh, <laughs> and this was during the time where nerfs weren't as uh weren't as common. Like MW M W three, nah. Like you I think there were probably like three nerfs and it was there were three nerfs and it was for the it was for the Barrett 50 cal and the MSR. The Barrett 50 cal, the Wait. MSR, and the. Uh, not the LSAT. It was the MK 46, I think. Cause, yeah, like, that sounds
1: right. Because the Barrett 50 cal. Oh, the single shot uh, assault rifle. Uh, MK
0: 14.
1: That's yeah. What Where you could just. One shot someone if you got a headshot with a with a dang assault rifle. Yeah, uh, I remember
0: those. I
1: that was awesome.
0: I loved the MK14. Like it was, like I I'm a sucker for like really good semi-automatics. Like the the assault rifle, the MK14 was my baby until I got nerfed, and I was like. Oh my God! Really? Why? Why would you do this to me? And my KD ratio went down, so I ended up going back to uh, <laughs> ended up going back to the ACR, and ended up being one of those kids that because in like in LDR uh, in the in my old clan, we made it a rule not to get into any fights with an ACR unless we really really sucked <laughs> like <laughs> like that was that was one of the arbitrary rules that we had because we hated we hated we hated using the l the acr we always loved using the l11 or the msr and uh and pistols because that's what we did but I sucked anyway. Like, I was the worst part of the clan, and I would always be like, yo, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. We got to use it when we suck. I suck now, so I'm going to use it. Oh, man. I never did get the ACR gold, though. (laughs) (laughs) But,
1: yeah. (laughs) So, I didn't realize this. I feel way, way older now. Modern Warfare 2 came out in 2009. Yeah. Over 10 years ago. I, I, that hurts because I remember, I remember standing in line waiting for that game to come out with my dad. I really didn't think I was that young. Oh, that hurts. That hurts a lot.
0: Well, to be (laughs) honest, like I, I probably would have been doing it with, uh, with like my granddad or my uncle or something when I was, my dad lived in a different town. So he. Or actually, I probably would have done it with my dad if my dad uh, let me play anything other than E. Like, (laughs) because one of the things. Okay, so this is I'm gonna. So this is where I transition to my love for horrible games. So. Oh no. So if you remember Grab by the Ghoulies, which uh some of some of my old friends thought that like just hated me for liking this game because it was supposed to be Banjo Kazooie 3 or Banjo 3 but Rareware got bought out by Microsoft and they made Grabbed by the Ghoulies. I loved Grabbed by the Ghoulies. It was one of the first like adve- uh action adventure games that I would ever played. I loved it because I didn't know like what controls were. So the controls so I just kinda learned the controls from Grab of the Ghoulies. But apparently everybody else that had played games before uh Grab by the Ghoulies hated the controls. I'm still good at the game.
1: <laughs> I I've never even heard of this game. I mean part of it was an Xbox only release, which is a big part of why I probably never heard of it. But even still, normally I have some exposure because I had some friends that had Xbox.
0: Yeah, it was. Oh
1: God, some of the images from this game are just haunting. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at I'm it. I'm just now. looking at. I'm looking at one of a vampire uh, coming out of its uh, casket, coffin, whatever you want to call it, and yeah. whoo, there's some some subject some suggestive s- scenes. In this show. In the game. Yeah, yeah, it, game. It, Same thing, but... Alright!
0: <laughs> yeah. It was... I think what they wanted to do was make a mixture of... I think what they wanted to do was make a mixture of Banjo-Kazooie, Grand Theft Auto, and Conker's Bad Day. I mean, Conquer's Conker's Bad Hair Day, that's what it was.
1: All that hair days just lead back to bo 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 bo.
0: Oh yeah. It, the
1: worst of all hair days.
0: Yeah. Oh, I found the vampire one.
1: Yup. Yup. That uh, Yeah, no one needs to see that.
0: No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm glad this is an audio medium. <laughs> Cause that is, uh, that is not in any way, shape, or form like except holy Oh, okay, so like just looking at it, uh, there was this thing on eBay where it said that it was like grabbed by the ghoulies for Xbox one, and I was like, "What the fuck? Oh there was a oh, I need to go
1: and watch- I need to watch some of these YouTube walkthroughs <laughs> oh my at.
0: God, it's gonna be so dated
1: man i I love some of the YouTube stuff. I mean, I've watched YouTube for years and and i even still so even now just for the enjoyment of it every now that i'll still watch captain sparkles i mean as my, my for a record minecraft still greatest game ever created and probably will be the greatest game ever created nothing's going to surpass it yeah so <clears throat> i've just been every now and then i'll go back and watch a video or two of his and It just brings back so much nostalgia from childhood of watching all of this. And I don't know. It's entertaining. It's just my YouTube is just that's probably what's made so much of this more mainstream and kind of better. It's just all the people on YouTube that went, hey, you know what? We want to do this. We want to play this. We're going to put it on the Internet and we'll see what happens. And it just has blown up beyond anyone's uh, imagination.
0: Yeah, honestly, YouTube... Well, here's the thing. So, this is actually going back to the first question you asked uh, during the podcast. Is geekdom still looked down upon? It actually is, in a way. Especially on YouTube. Like, uh, YouTube Rewind 2019, where they literally... The only gaming... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's the correct reaction. Uh... The only gaming uh, personality that they actually had in YouTube Rewind 2019 was Ninja, who was not on YouTube anyway. Like, why was he there? He was on Twitch. He was on YouTube's competitor, but he was on YouTube Rewind.
1: Like, why? And then they left PewDiePie out of it, which, which is like, wasn't right. He is,
0: he is the biggest. Like, he's the biggest. Like, gaming YouTuber, if. He's one of the biggest YouTubers ever,
1: and you. So I think he's now second all time for a channel, or he was first, but he got overtaken late last year. Yes, um, by a by the Indian like Bollywood uh, music studio. Not it wasn't actually Bollywood, but yeah. the Indian music studio that kind of T series. That's what it was. Yeah, because that... I remember that whole debate. That whole uh, situation.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that was that was fun times.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the whole, like, sub to PewDiePie, <laughs> sub to PewDiePie. And, like, T-Series was just... And people started subbing the T-Series out of spite.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, which I never understood that part.
0: Uh, uh, it was the whole thing about, like... Uh, it was the whole thing... Like, it was an arbitrary argument between T-Series and... I mean, between uh pewdiepie and youtube about being like t-series being a company and pewdiepie being an independent uh an independent content maker and keeping youtube for independent content makers rather than uh rather than companies but like i mean t-series wasn't really getting money getting any money out of uh out of youtube to begin with to be honest I mean, they're probably getting money, but like, not anywhere near as much money as they need to like keep keep itself running. They'd probably just put stuff up there for to make a little bit of money, and then put that into India in and of itself, because you know they're they're a movie company. But I don't know anything about that, so just a disclaimer: I don't know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs>
1: Ah, we're professionals in anything and everything, aren't we?
0: Uh, yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> All right, I think we've we've covered we covered anime, covered YouTube, covered gaming. What other um, what other kind of geekdom stuff would you uh like to add in for kind of this introduction side of things? Um,
0: I think it would probably have to be um, just indie gaming. Not indie gaming as in playing games on YouTube, but, like, the making of indie games. Like, Undertale. And, say, Undertale, Stardew Valley, just looking at the games that I have currently. Undertale, Stardew Valley, uh, Reigns, The Binding of Isaac, The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, Enter the Gungeon, Unturned, Terraria, Boring Man, just... Half past fate, like things like that. So if you don't know what the what these games are, indie game, indie, indie game making is honestly hell. Even Technic Launcher, uh, the the mod thing for uh, Minecraft and Minecraft and stuff like that. Like Technic Launcher is technically an indie, an indie like production because it's not made by a specific company. It's made by a bunch of like independent game makers. But like these games are made by people who genuinely want to make a game. Like they don't want they're not doing it just for money. They're doing it because they have a passion to do it. Um Stardew Valley was like a 12 year concept and it's it's made by one dude. Undertale uh uh Toby Fox who made one of the best which side note he made one of the best like uh Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog 3 mods to date it was uh Sonic the Hedgehog Call of Cthulhu where <laughs> it would Oh, yeah, God. it sounds weird, but it was really good. Like, it was really smooth and just it 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 looked great. There's some videos out for it. Uh, there's some videos of it on YouTube, so check it out if you want to. But uh, like, it's just like indie games are honestly the future of gaming, in my opinion. Because like, it, of course, there's going to be like innovative stuff with uh with AAA games because they have the budget for it but like looking at what they're doing now it's it's a lot of it is about like uh microtransactions fortnite uh apex
1: call of duty now
0: call of duty overwatch (laughs) just like pretty much anything is about pretty much a lot of gaming is based off of microtransactions and i mean that's cool and all but like when you've got these types of games going on, like even the sims four the Sims four is technically the micro actions because like you have a basically have an incomplete game when you put out the Sims four and then you put out like eight or nine different expansion packs that actually make it a full game and a fun game, so instead of it being like a forty a fifty dollar game that is that is actually complete and fun, it's a $50 game unless you catch it right on uh on Origin where it's like 5 bucks and then you can get and then you have to pay like 250 like no, $350 to actually have a complete game unless you catch sales on Origin. And then
1: you've got the You're telling me that an EA game is being put out incomplete and only good when you buy the expansion packs?
0: Like, I, honestly, I think... EA
1: would never do such a thing. <laughs> okay.
0: They are an
1: upstanding company only designed to make fantastic games for the community to enjoy, not to take our money. You just
0: gotta squint a lot.
1: <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I might just gouge out my eyes and be able to see it.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> but, like... And the thing is, like, with Maxis, before Maxis was bought out by EA, it was, like, The Sims 3 was almost a complete game. I'm not going to say it was a complete game, but it was almost a complete game. Like, you could actually have fun with it. The Sims 2, even more so, because it had different things in it that that would actually be that would actually feel like it was fun. And then The Sims 1 was... Was The Sims 1 an indie game? I think it was.
1: Prepared and then professional. That's what we are. How many things have we looked up from this? Just talking.
0: (laughs) Um, I have no idea. Let's see. So...
1: Uh EA, a wonderful, wonderful company. Sorry, I'm not past that. Yeah, uh, EA used to be good. They used to
0: be good, and then they got greedy.
1: I blame mobile games for all this.
0: Uh, man, it's like so. The thing is with mobile games, it's just one of those things. It's just like, why, why do we have to? Why do we have to push forward a society that wants to? put out incomplete things and then make money to make it complete. Like, looking at... Anyway, I'm getting into sociology. That's not geek, that's dork. Um,
1: Which is the same ballpark.
0: eh, Dorkdom is a lot more like social sciences and things that want to... Things that you want to have an ibuprofen before you start talking about it, like that's that's what
1: dorkdom is. But all yeah, right, just uh, call everyone out that says they're a dork. <laughs> 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 gotta take gotta take your drugs before he take. Start commenting on things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, Tumblr. We we all know that Tumblr's full uh,
1: of dorks. I I'm a dork. I luckily never dove too deep in a Tumblr, and I've heard some i've heard some wonderful stories about tumblr oh
0: yeah tumblr tumblr is a great is a great place as long as you Mm. follow the right people if you don't and you go searching for things that you can't find like you need a liaison for tumblr like
1: you need a trip sitter for going through tumblr
0: exactly like if you go (laughs) into tumblr without a guide you will find things that you don't want to find. Now, it has been cut back by a lot of the uh by a lot of the like the anti porn stuff for Tumblr, but like that still doesn't stop Tumblr from being like one of the dirtiest places on the internet. Cause like you know how like on uh on Twitter people will people will like post, I'm doing penis rates, and I, as a, as a joke, people will do right. that on Tumblr for real, for real. Like, like no problem. They will they will literally look at your, they will look at your penis and then tell you what is wrong with it, and then tell you what's good about it, and then tell you like they'll they'll help you with your penis. That's what I'm saying, and they do it.
1: At least they'll give you some more confidence yeah, when you send it to them.
0: But like, still the chance the fact that you
1: send <laughs> because you know they're going to appreciate it.
0: <laughs> it's it's just one of those things that I just can't. I just I can't. It's it's so it's so weird. But like,
1: <sighs> uh, Tumblr's a weird place. We we're, we're going to see. We started talking about Tumblr, and even we degraded terribly. <laughs> It's just the concept itself yeah. is infectious. So,
0: honestly, I think I think we've kind of covered everything that we need to cover. So,
1: all right. In the future, we'll definitely be yeah. a little bit more organized than this. But um, for now, just more uh, kind of, I guess, giving ourselves <laughs> credibility on why yeah. we can say uh, we're doing it. So,
0: like I said earlier in the podcast, um, so this is a podcast where we research a topic and give our opinions on the topic and uh, and then we but we explain everything before we give our opinions our normally unwarranted opinions. Uh, so with that in mind, if you would like to give us some ideas to research and talk about, uh, just shoot us an email on let me explain po- anime pod. At gmail.com, that is let me explain animepod at gmail.com. With that said, I'm Kat
1: and I'm Brady, and is this is just going to be the ending for now because we've yet to come up with anything better.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. Yeah.